Is the left taking notes from Hitler, the debunked Monterey narrative, and our very special guest, Dan Roberts? This is The Loaded Mike, and I'm Dan Wass. When totalitarians want to control speech and manipulate the narrative, they create one source of information and eliminate all all those that contradict their, their preferred views. Now, many people are starting to recognize the similarities between Hitler's strategies and the left-wing cancel culture. Facebook's virtual incarcerations, Google's controlled search results, and YouTube's deplatforming tactics seem to be the new vehicles for controlling speech and limiting personal expression. Hitler's mandatory reading of Mein Kampf and his 25-year publication called The People's Observer look very similar to our modern-day mainstream media's one-size-fits-all approach to newsmaking. Only producing one version of January 6th and one opinion on guns are just a couple examples of their attempts at manipulating your thought process. Now, the modern-day landscape may look different, and technology certainly has changed, but the control strategies look eerily similar to Hitler's in the early 1940s. Recently, this show, The Loaded Mike, had been removed from YouTube plat- from the YouTube platform with no explanation other than the generic violating community standards. I quickly realized that within the past few weeks, these attacks on American voices have become rampant. The attacks are being leveled on conservatives and the firearms community like never before. They use the three strikes and you're out method, but it would seem only for procedural purposes. Eventually, the targeted sites get shut down. Manipulating the narrative is an attempt to eventually change reality. Although guns can't be taken away in America, eliminating them from the conversation seems to be the chosen alternative for shaping society's views on the topic. Who would have thought that we as Americans would have allowed this ideology to infect our culture? the way that it has. So here on The Loaded Mic, we discuss gun legislation, the American culture, and its relationship with guns, uh, along with politics and social topics of the day. My primary focus has been shining a spotlight on the demonization of firearms in America and exposing the anti-gun media strategies. My voice is the exact thing that the enemies of free speech do not want, but I'm not the only one. Several others have been attacked for their speech as well. Um, for more on this, you can read my article at amoland.com. But the good news is the speech Nazis are revealing their frustration with these new attacks. With Twitter in new hands, conservative and firearm podcasts popping up everywhere, gun sales skyrocketing, and real Americans speaking out, the cancel culture behavior appears to be more like a child kicking and screaming than an effective way of changing society. Our fight's just begun, but thank God our founders had the foresight to see these tyrants coming over 200 years away and to create the Bill of Rights. So today, we're going to talk about this, among many other things, with, you know them and sometimes love them, John Chiara. Hey, hey. And Anthony DeSo. Shirt's awful bright. So. Hi. Starts right off with starts, an insult. Starts right in. It wasn't an insult. It's an observation. It's an observation. That's it. So what I wanted to really focus on here is the um, just the way 
the way the the narrative, like you mentioned it, John, um, I think a couple weeks ago, how if we change perception and change the narrative, it will ultimately change reality because people will start to change the way they behave, right? Right. right. Sure. So go ahead. Can you elaborate on that? You're always good at that stuff. Changing the narrative. Are we talking, about, are we, are we talking about you? Are we talking about YouTube? What are we talking about? We can talk about anything with oh. respect to. I, I want to get your thoughts on um, the idea that changing the narrative, how it influences people to change their behavior, ultimately changing reality. Wow. Pretty deep topic. Right off the bat, I know. But that's why um, I go to you for these things. I mean, not that Anthony doesn't have his his views, too. Well, he'll clear so, it up. He'll summarize he'll at the summar- end. Right. Make, everybody will understand. <laughs> so we'll all have... There's another jab. Not a jab, <laughs> just an observation. Um, Well, we all, op- we all operate off of our beliefs, and our beliefs these days are f- largely formed by what the media tells us our beliefs should be. So if you can... This is why... I always tell people, they say, well, you're wasting your time talking about these things to people. And I'm like, well, if one person gets an idea that they might want to look at some other information than what they're normally looking at, then that's a plus, right? And that's all you can do is chip away at that at that narrative. And maybe they'll see something that'll at least make them start to do what we do, which is asking questions <clears throat> about stuff. What's going on with this? For instance, like I mentioned this morning, today's Jordan Peterson um, podcast if you have any questions about your beliefs on climate change, there's always useful information to be gathered by watching stuff because it might shift you a little bit and make you ask another question. And then you say, okay, well, maybe my belief on this can be challenged or maybe I should look at other aspects. It's all about being curiosity. Like it seems like the media nowadays is squelching curiosity, right? We got people get canceled on YouTube all the time, and like you say, it's just like why? Because we don't want people to see this information. Yeah, because I think they're afraid of exactly. I think the left wing media is afraid of exactly what you're talking about. People looking at something sure and are. saying, "Well, wait a minute, maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong." Now, if people know my story, there was a time in my life when I was kind of anti-gun. I was not, you know, I, I believed all the nonsense, and then something happened to me in my life, and. And I had a complete change in, in thought. And and now I'm probably the one of the most uh, Second Amendment conscious people that you would ever meet. And, and it, it happened to me, so I know it can happen, although I believe it's rare. I, I, I don't – I think – I think once people are stuck in their ideology, it's sure. hard for them to get out. So well, Because the media is advertising. They know how to influence people, and that's yeah. what they do. Well, for instance, like this morning with the mass shooting that just happened, right? Now, when the wherever it was, where was the shooting where they, the guy killed all those people? It was in, uh, San Francisco. Monterey. Monterey, California. If you can make that personal, put yourself in that situation. Here comes a guy with a gun. You want me to have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> or should I be defenseless? It makes no sense because they're thinking through the narrative and they're not thinking what, up through personal experience. Right. I think a lot of times if you can make these big issues personal, then it changes the view of it. And that's the problem with the whole top-down narrative is that nobody ever makes it personal. How many people do you have talking to you about pick anything, white supremacy, racism, all kinds of different, especially racial issues. Abortion. Where 
where they have Border. no personal experience in that area whatsoever, but they know what's right and what's wrong yeah. because they've been told. And, and you know what? It makes me made a good point because I always said early on when I when I had my kind of change of thought, change of mind, and I went for full support of the Second Amendment because I it was because I realized that um, in that mo- there was a moment in my life when I when I felt like my wife and I were in danger, and and I realized that I wasn't able, physically able to handle the situation should it become really dangerous. And that's a perfect example. Yeah. You had a personal experience of fear. Right. Where the people on the other side of a lot of these narratives have never had They don't that, experience it, right. But they're being told what the fear. Right. They're told that if you are able to protect yourself, that's something that they should be afraid of. That's yeah. convoluted logic. That doesn't make any sense right. whatsoever. Doesn't fix anything. Doesn't help anything. It just basically, well, it's the same kind of thing with energy issues and everything else. People really don't care if they put a whole bunch of people at risk, as long as the narrative stays consistent and they can feel good about what they believe. So, and that brings us to the idea that, you know, the loaded mic has been ripped off YouTube because we're talking about this stuff. This is the exact stuff that we're talking about right. that the people who should be listening to this show aren't listening to, but it, it, it's this stuff that if they realize that they're being manipulated through the media, through things like YouTube and Google and whatever else, uh, Yahoo News, the first thing that pops up on some pe- on most people's computer, Yahoo News. Are you seriously going to, you're, you're, you're going to read that. You ju- maybe you even just read the headline and you're going to be influenced for the rest of your day. Now, the rest of your day, you're influenced on thinking, well, for instance, like we were talking about earlier, we're going to get to it later, but the uh, this uh, the Asian guy who killed all these people in Monterey, California, you're going to believe it was a white supremacist, these white supremacists that don't even exist. Right. Because you're just reading the headline over and over and over. You might see that headline five times or, or hear something about that thing five times before lunch. You're convinced. Yeah, it's signaling, right? And it fits right into the narrative, right? Confirmation bias. I'm right about this. Oh, there you go. Another thing that shows I'm right about this. And we all fall prey to that. Don't get me wrong. You have to be really aware of that. But when it's constant, 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 and the media is hitting everybody, you walk into a restaurant, you see it on TV. You walk into here, you see it on. You go get your oil change, you see it on Billboards, TV. driving oh, down the road. You go to the gym, you see it on TV. It's everywhere, right? And we get bombarded with that stuff. So combating that, it really takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of work to make sure that you're not just falling prey to that. And it takes personal honesty. It takes the ability of someone to be strong enough in their own self-esteem or confidence that they're able to say what if i'm wrong about this you know maybe maybe you know maybe i'm not right maybe i've been convinced to believe something that's not necessarily in my best interest uh, we right. talk about the vaccine. A lot of people have been convinced to believe that the vaccine right. is a good thing. And now we're seeing a lot of negative results. Go well, ahead. A great example of that, and I won't get into detail on it, but is the whole Stephen Crowder Daily Wire debacle yeah. that's going on right now. The, the thing that's good about it is is there's all kinds of people talking about all aspects of it. Viva Fry had a, a, a podcast yesterday talking about the different views on this. And I listened to... Shapiro's, I listen to both sides, and yeah. I listen to Crowder talk, and I'm like, okay, 
I see the short term. I see the long term. I understand the business part of it. I understand this. It's complicated issues. That's why having a simple opinion based on narrative is the least intelligent thing to do. Right. But people are comfortable with that because then they think <clears throat> they know and do do do. I know what's going on. I'm on the right side. Life is good. You're the bad guy. Simple. I gotta, you know, and I gotta admit, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I do it too. Um, you know, when we talk about, and, and even some of the stuff that might come up in the show later today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> You just can't wait. But we're going to be talking about some of this stuff. And I I believe, I I know what's best or sure. what's not. Um, it's because we're human and we have experiences and we, and we take on beliefs and we create belief structures. And out of those belief structures cause, uh, out of those belief structures come thought process and thought process ultimately dictates our, our daily actions. And it's just a whole, it's just part of being human. I got a perfect example of that. So when I came home from the weekend at Chacho, my, uh, somebody said to me, Oh, you know, is this a domestic story. What is it? You know? <laughs> so was it just a bunch of rednecks running around with guns? At the, I'm like, yeah. I said, so there's the stereotype. Yeah. I said, see, that's, that's negative thinking. I said they they were normal people. Yeah, no one was wearing camouflage, running around with the guns in the air. So <laughs> why would you think that? It's like, the, is that your idea of conservative people? They're well, that's their idea. That's a lot of nuts. Yeah, that, yeah. What do you think we are? That just doesn't even make any sense. Why would you? I said such a stereotype. Well, it's not a stereotype. I said it absolutely is a stereotype. You just said was it a bunch of rednecks running around a cons- an, an expo? <laughs> because they believe that. They, when you say something like that, a gun convention or a Second Amendment convention or whatever, you know, there there are people who that that's what comes into their their visual. Yeah, that's where all the white supremacists are, at the gun show. They must oh, have had them in the basement. You know. But because their their visual interpretation of of that has already been created, so you give them the 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 word gun show, and that's. That's the visual interpretation. They that fill in the been, rest, right? They fill, right. That's exactly. exactly what it was. I mean, speaking of speaking of guns, I mean, we saw a lot of really cool uh, gadgets and and guns at Shot Show. But I wanted to um, I wanted to. You guys have heard of the the holster gator? We have. Now this, I just want to show this real quick because our friends at Holster Gator are doing a fantastic job with this little device. Um, this little device very cleverly designed um, attaches to your uh, underneath your dashboard uh, wherever uh, you know on your bed frame or whatever or stroller <laughs> mom's <laughs> running down the street with a stroller right here comes a bad guy holster gator on the thing what's wrong with that it's not concealed though well no we're assuming we're in a and, and place where you can carry so you, you literally said Put it on the baby stroller. Is that what you? Well, you, you asked me to think of a couple of different ideas. I thought so. that's hysterical. Motorcycles, bicycles, you can. They make sense. What Every, everywhere inside? you don't want something strapped. What to about your inside person. the refrigerator? Inside you, that yeah. would make a lot more buddy, sense because you would have buddy. access to it many times. Going to get day. a beer or something. Buddy, if you're going to rob me, just let me get a drink, will you? Yeah, right. <laughs> get a nice cool drink. <laughs> get a game. <laughs> All right. This is it's, uh, it always gets ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can put it onto your dashboard. You can put it on your uh, bed frame. You can put it on your on your bathtub. You can put it on your baby stroller. Absolutely. Wherever you <laughs> put the holster gator. I tell you, and it's simple. So so this thing gets attached on the back. I want to make sure people can see this. This gets attached to whatever the, the surface is. And then your holster 
slides into it and slides right in. So, and then, and then it slides, it slides out like that. So what, so the idea here is you can, you, you, when you get in the car or when you go to take the baby in the stroller, you don't have to put the gun in your pocket or put the holster in a separate location. Cause a lot of times we get in the car, we put the holster down on the seat, maybe take the gun and put it in our magnet or whatever. So what this allows us to do is take the entire holster, put it in the in the holster gator for security, right. and then it's it's an easy draw because you're what you're doing is you're pulling your gun out of the holster, which is attached to the holster gator. So you got your your typical draw that you're normally used to doing from your belt or your wherever, and you also have trigger protection because your gun is still in the holster. Trigger's protected. I, I mean, just a, I think it's a fantastic design. So anyway, I just wanted to say, okay, I just wanted to say say that. And also, you will get a discount from if you purchase the Holster Gator online um, through our, because you saw it on this show. So so when you go to HolsterGator.com, HolsterGator.com, use the discount code. You'll get a 20% discount. The discount code is loaded. All right, moving on. Um. Oh, all right. I think it's time for a woke patrol. Woke patrol. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Now, woke patrol is a little segment where we seek out the newest trends of the political left and bring them to you so you know how to live. Now, you may not agree with the new culture, but they believe they know best about how to move society forward. Now, with all the new socially twisted trends within the drag queen and perverted transvestite world of insanity, you may have some questions. For instance, who must you now be attracted to? Well, you don't like a 400-pound dudes in fishnet stockings and lipstick? What's wrong with you? You're the problem. Not attracted to a woman with a shaved head, beard, and an Adam's apple? You're transphobic. Or maybe you're just a dude who simply wants to enter the same public restroom as a woman and her seven-year-old daughter, but you can't understand why that little girl's dad beat the crap out of you in the parking lot. Maybe you just gave birth to a baby boy, but you didn't want a boy. Simple. Make him wear a dress, tell him every day that he's a she, buy him Barbie dolls for his birthday, force him to take hormone therapy, eventually a sex change, and maybe even drive him insane and possibly to suicide. But you're an entitled liberal, and therefore you know what's best for others. Maybe you're a man, but you want to breastfeed your husband's child who thinks he's a platypus. There are all these concerns that we wrestle with every day. But there's good news. The political left has a solution for you. There are lots of new rules in this twisted world of delusion and sexual deviancy, and the next video... We'll explain all of it to you. All right, I will assume that you asked this question in the way that you really want to learn. So I will explain all the ways that it is okay. Let's say that you're attracted to women. Well, if you're attracted to women, then you're attracted to cis women, trans women without bottom surgery, and trans women with bottom surgery. If you're attracted to um, BJ, then you could be attracted to a cis woman, a trans man without bottom surgery, a trans woman with bottom surgery, or a non-binary person, which depending on their assigned gender at birth, having or not having had the surgery. 
but it is that exclusion that makes it transphobic. So, if you say that you like women and you like BJ, then that would mean that you're attracted to cis women and trans women who have had, who have had bottom surgery. It is just that exclusion that makes it transphobic. You can have a genital preference, but to exclude trans people is transphobic. Uh, so, did you guys understand all that? Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> so basically, he admits so, it's a preference, but then tells you that because you have your preference, you're transphobic. Well, because okay. I so if you like real woman, but you don't like the man that is a woman, you're transphobic. Exactly. Okay. See how you are? Yeah. Transphobic. So I can just sit there Wear and tickle it. his Adam's apple. Oh, huh? oh, is that what we're going to do? I have an Adam's apple comment. You have a VJ, but I have an Adam's apple. <laughs> Talk to me, baby. A VJ. How do you like my VJ? Oh, my What's God. the hell's a VJ? And then bottom surgery. I, this is what? the first I've heard of what bottom surgery. Do you just buy one half and get the other half free? Is I that what we're doing? I don't. Package deal. You know, you know what the sad thing is? There are people who legitimately, legitimately have gender dysphoria, and Absolutely. they're trying to do the best that they can. But you, but you've got this new trendy thing with these idiots like this we just saw in this video that are kind of making it into a clown show for everybody. You but, look like a clown. I can't. Well, but what you said was true, though. I mean, this is another example, though, of how the left and right is is so different from each other. People on the left watch him say that, and I'm assuming because he's out there saying it, there must be a reason for it. He must feel that he needs to present that observation or that he's informing people about stuff. People believe that people on the right actually think like that. Well, I don't like this and I don't like that. Therefore, who, nobody cares. Do you care? No, that's oh, a, nobody cares about this it's, stuff. It's, it's just insane. I've always said that. Stop. Just stop. Be yourself. Just right? stop telling people what you are. No one cares that you're transgender. I don't need to know that you have boobs and a ding dong. We just don't. We don't need to know. Just boobs go about your life. And a ding dong. That's it. We don't hate the, the the community, but we don't. Do we walk around? Do we have a heterosexual flag? Do we talk around saying, "Hey, uh, heterosexual"? I know it's right. obvious, but do we have Straight Pride Month? No, we don't have straight. I mean, it's just this is what I'm talking about. They, it's like they wonder why people don't like them. And you're and just you're throwing it out there too much. It's like every time you turn the TV on or YouTube, it's like someone's flying around. It's like, oh, you don't like me? No, I'm tired of hearing you talk about it. And just for clarification, it's not that we, that there's the transgender people that we don't like them. It's the liberal progressives pushing this crap and using transgender people or people with gender dysphoria or whatever, the, the, the liberal left is using these people for their political agenda. Right. It's and then it, you get fools like this. And they're falling for it, though. They're just they're out well, there. Well, they know that I they're going to fall. This is the whole thing, though. This is the sinister part of it is that the media knows how to advertise and persuade people. So they're using these things, all these little tiny slices of society, they're using them as tools to put on you and make you the bad guy. Just for being you. You haven't changed in the past 10 years, right? All of a sudden, all this stuff is flying around. <coughs> that Oh, now Dan Wass. I'm the bad he's guy. He's a white right? supremacist. Yeah. He's a racist. He's a transphobe. <laughs> he's all these things. And we have to what? Stop him? What do we have to do? Right. What's the action that's going to come from this? That's where I always ask people. I go, okay. I understand that you think this way. What are you going to do? Are you going to insult me personally in person because you think that way? Are you going to go online and attack people? Or are you going to vote a certain way, which is your right to do? 
But the other personal attack stuff is just it's it's fear mongering. I got a perfect example of the left treating their own like trash because they have a different way. So there's there is a female who she's you know she's gay and she runs a, a gun club called Pink Pink Guns. Nice. Okay, and it's, it's she's trying to get the word out that transgender people should be able to protect themselves against hate or whatever. Okay. And I agree with it. Sure, but of course, her people turn on her because she's trying. She's on. They think that she's on the right well, she, side. She's, what she's doing, she's bridging the gap. She's bridging the gap. She wants her people to be safe. Which, hey, I agree with it. Sure, she runs yeah. a club and it's called Pink Guns, and she she's only like twenty two years old, but she's. She, it's taken her a while to get where she wants to be, but she has a ton of people yeah. who have gender, gender, transgender, and they come to her class and teaches them how to shoot, all the gun safety. But of course, there's always the left that want to trash her now. It's like, I, hey, <laughs> crossing I, the I, line. I know a few transgender people in the Second Amendment circles, and they're fantastic people and great conversation, just good people. I, I, I want to make it clear that I don't. It's not that we dislike transgender people. We dislike the liberal progressives pushing this narrative that we have to go along with all this insanity. I'm not going to go along with it. I understand my biology. I know who I am, what I am. I understand that some people may be confused in that area. I am not going to pretend that your confusion is reality. So that's one thing that we have to put that we have to put aside. And and that's the only clarification I'm really trying to make. When I make fun of this crap, I'm making fun of the idea that it can get so ridiculous, so insane, where people are now cats and dogs and like I said, platypuses. <laughs> that that that's when we've gone way we've gone way over it. We need to pull it back and get back to reality. If you have an issue with, with your gender, I, I think you should seek some sort of help, some help and assistance. Right. Right. Your confusion help. is not my responsibility, right? If exactly. you're confused about anything in your life, you don't know where to go to school, you don't know what job to get, you don't know who to marry, whatever. That's not my responsibility. That's I can't not my responsibility that. to accept it either. I don't have to like what you're no. doing, but do what you want, but just stop. Pushing it, stop pushing it on me. Like, and well, then children, stop pushing it on children. Children don't need to see well, it. Thanks word. for bringing that up. And here is the, I wanted to talk about this. It was a gay couple charged with molesting and pimping out oh, I read right. their sons. Yeah. According to a recent report, same-sex couple from Georgia is accused of sexually abusing their adopted sons and producing child pornography with them. Additionally, they're alleged to have prostituted the boys to a group of pedophiles in their community. Um. Investigation conducted over several months, uh, uncovered allegations uh, that William Dale Zulick, age 33, and Zachary Jacob uh, Zachary Jacoby Zulick, age 35, used social media platforms to engage in the prostitution of their young two young sons who are of elementary school age. It goes on. It says all this stuff. I don't even want to say some of the stuff that I read in this article. It's absolutely horrifying what they— No, those kids will never be the same. No, my God, those kids are ruined. They're going to be ruined for the rest of their life. I was just watching a TV, old TV show last night about how some guy got molested by a clown when he was eight years old, and it ruined his whole world. Well, this guy named um, one of one of one of the men, one of the men, Hunter Clay Lewis, twenty-seven, told investigators that Zachary, whose Instagram bio describes him as a papa of our two wonderful boys and an activist invited him multiple times to take part 
in sexually abusing the boys, Town Hall reported. However, Lawless claimed he never had physical contact with either child. Lawless also claimed Zachary sent him, I don't don't even want to say this, but but this but Lawless also claims Zachary sent him multiple messages on Snapchat, including one that allegedly read, quote, I'm going to F my son tonight, stand by, end quote, along with images of himself sexually abusing the eleven year old, according to the outlet. This is this is the product of this liberal progressive left wing sexually delusional and twisted idea that 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 Pedophilia is somehow okay. This is the result. You, 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 you jackasses. This is the result. Little children being abused because of your stupid thoughts and your stupid ideas. Just so destructive to society. Animals. 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 And it would be no matter who they were doing it to and who they were. But, you know, obviously this happened, so we heard about it, and that's... It's surprised. Sick. I'm surprising we heard about it. I'm surprised we heard about it too. Actually, I'm surprised, surprised it wasn't covered there. up. How does that get leaked? I I don't know. Who finds out that stuff. I don't know, but it's just absolutely sick. These people need to be choked out. People doing stuff like this, they need to be. Oh God, they might like being choked out. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They might. That might not be a good. All right, did you guys hear about the Utah plastic surgeon who was charged for tossing two thousand COVID vaccines, giving kids saline shots instead of the real thing, if they're anti? They say anti-vax. Parents requested it, and selling fake vaccine cards for fifty dollars a pop. Apparently, this is a controversial thing. Um. Plastic surgeon, some of his staff members been charged with running an elaborate COVID vaccine scam where they're accused of ordering thousands of doses of shots and throwing them out, giving giving patients uh, fake vaccine cards um, and giving them and giving the children of the parents, uh, if the, uh, upon the parents' request, just the saline. Uh, because, I mean, frankly, it looks to me like the parents just didn't trust the vaccine. Imagine that. But they needed to get through society all the barricades that the political left has created in society now. Maybe the kids couldn't go to school if they didn't have this vaccine. Right. What are your thoughts? Well, no, I mean, it's 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 pretty sad that it has to come to that. But, I mean, if you had a five-year-old kid, would you want him to get vaccinated at this point? Hell no. no. Nuts. No. And if what you are you going to do? And if you have a doctor who's willing to give him saline and give you a card, I'd, I'd, bucks, I'd, I'd do the go. same thing. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it looks like we got to go to a quick break. Um Dan Roberts coming up after this. Much more to talk about. Uh, stick around. This is you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun in the next half. Stick around. Be right back. Holstergator, when seconds matter. The media and politicians create terms like gun violence and ghost gun and assault weapon to change the narrative around guns in America. The entire anti-gun fear campaign is built on the reactive emotions of people who don't know any better. 
and the media seeks their support for gun restrictions. In Good Gun, Bad Guy, I give you the behind-the-scenes look into the mind of the anti-gun radical, because before we can defeat them, we need to understand their tactics. Good Gun, Bad Guy 2 exposes the media strategies used to create a perpetual state of irrational gun fear and hatred toward gun owners. Good Gun, Bad Guy 3 reveals the political motives behind the gun grab, why the left wants an unarmed population, and what we can do to thwart their efforts. The anti-Second Amendment radicals started this evil game. Good Gun, Bad Guy is the rule book they hoped you would never see. Go to goodgunbadguy.com to get your copy or purchase the entire series. So we're back. Sorry, I got a little uh, I got a little heated in that last segment. I just I, I just don't understand how we can allow these twisted freaks to to hurt their children, and and somehow some on the on the political left think that it's okay. It just it just drives me crazy. Um. Okay. We just got back from Vegas. What'd you guys think? People know we went to the shot show. The flight sucked. Yes. I was tired. Vegas was cool. It was nice. You know. We saw some interesting stuff. Yeah, I can. Well, Anthony and I don't drink. I don't gamble, so it was I, I thought it was good. I mean, I had a good time. It was very interesting. I mean, visually it was great, you know what I mean? And you saw all kinds some stuff you can't see anywhere else. And everybody was nice. I mean, all the people we met were great. You know what I mean? It was just the cab drivers were awesome, right? Except everybody had a great attitude, yep. so it was it was it was good. And everybody at the event was was oh, everybody at the event was made a lot of connections. Well, the too. event was it's insane. I mean, I've yeah. never seen anything. Yeah, like that. we huge. walked in there. We're just like, oh my god, what the heck's going on here? Sixteen was it? Sixteen miles. If you walked all the aisles, it, you would be walking sixteen miles to get through this whole event. Walking around with RPGs over the shoulder and stuff is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like all the stereotypes would tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the great thing was since we went as media, and people might not know this, but we went as media, and we were able to um, congregate with other media right. people, and uh, just made a lot of connections and stuff. So I think that's that was a good, that was a great benefit for the show and for for me and for us. Um, well, one counterpoint I'd like to offer, because I, I went to the governor's forum. We didn't well, go to that. Anthony right. and I didn't go to we, that. We right. saw seven governors from different states talking about, well, they were there at the SHOT Show, so they were there, Second Amendment advocates, obviously. But their whole, they didn't talk much about Second Amendment issues. They talked more about economic issues and how yeah. your basic mm-hmm. rights are very important for maintaining a stable economic situation within your state and how that attracts people. And they were talking about all the positives of that kind of stuff and how hard they were working and all the things that they had to fight against with neighboring states and everything else. But it was, it was really, I mean, again, the stereotype of people from the right, when you hear these people talk, 
They're just normal, sensible people that are looking out for themselves and for their neighbors. That's the whole idea of the whole thing. You talk about the governors? The governors or, yeah. or people in general. But it was the same thing right to the top. That's the thing I was trying to say is that those governors were talking just like the people walking around in sure. the crowd were talking. You know what I mean? And maybe that's a narrative as well, but at least it's a, a constitutional rights-based narrative. Because when people think politician, they think they may have different right. view. Well, right, somebody's got to be a politician, you know right. what I mean? I mean, I'd rather have somebody there who understands. Like, when you have politicians saying, great example, you have politicians talking about things, and you say, okay, I can understand that. That's something I would encounter in my daily life, and I understand that. Whereas, again, on the left, you have all these politicians talking about things that the people they're talking to never encounter. They never come in contact. It's all narrative about other things, big monsters, the boogeyman, all these bad people on the right. It's not about what's going on in your life and how do we help you, you know, right. live your life more productively. It's not that. So. Well, you know, it was great to be around all that and to, to meet those people and stuff like that. And then, you know, but of course, you got to the, the anti-gun crowd has to come out and, and act like a bunch of jackasses. So, of, jackasses. of course... You know, I mean, you're talking about the SHOT Show was a massive, I mean, this is a massive event uh, for guns, gun rights, gun owners. And I don't know, how many people did, we, did they say? Then? Do we know how many people were actually there? 100, maybe 100,000 or more people coming through throughout been. the week? I don't know. Anyway, huge. And understanding that half of the country is, uh, you know, gun owners, and we're dealing with all these, all these left-wing laws, all these anti-gun laws. But so... Standing outside, I just want to kind of paint the picture here. Standing outside, waiting for Ubers and cabs and stuff like that outside of the expo, outside the event. Um, what did we see? But moms demand action and their children demand action group or whatever rolling by with with these trucks with these LED billboards. Do we have a Do we have a video of that? Got a picture. There's a photo. So running, rolling by with, you know, stuff like this, there's a... Yeah, it's hard to see. And that's we that's we hard to see. Can you go back to that photo? Is that possible? Yeah. So this is stuff, some of the messages on their, on their uh, trucks here, you know, extra ammo shooting, they were saying, and then there was a... Oh, a, while, while, while right-winger, while, while gun advocates celebrate, kids are dying around the country yeah. and stuff, which is total... Yeah. Partying. Oh, yeah. While, while gun owners are partying at SHOT Show, right, children are dying. Children and babies are dying. Yeah. Hmm. What a bunch of crap. Prove These it. people are such idiots. Come in and look around. Yeah, come in and, and actually meet the Say people. Say hello to Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Come and you on. know what is funny is that the guy driving the truck is probably not the activist. He's right. just hired to oh, drive he's that just truck around. Works yeah. for the truck. Oh, sure. He's just working for the truck company. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, come on in. Have a sandwich. Have some beef jerky. Yeah, lots of yeah, beef jerky. Lots of beef jerky. Talk to people. You'll see it different. It's not the way you think it is. But they don't want to see different. No, because they like their narrative. Because then everything they, they've been working for is a lie. <laughs> yep, perfect point. Perfect point. Um, So let's move on. we got Dan Roberts coming on here shortly. So hold on one second. I want to get to one more topic that everybody's been talking about. Anti-gun leftists consumed and brainwashed with this fake white supremacy narrative were disappointed when they found out that the Monterey killer was not a white supremacist at all. He was Asian. Um, so their poor little narrative narrative got destroyed. Um, this is something that is really 
just interesting. Let me just read a little bit from this article. Um, Ten people were killed. Another ten were injured in a mass killing late Saturday in Monterey Park following a Lunar New Year celebration that attracted thousands. Suspect was identified Sunday evening by Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert uh, Robert Luna as uh, as 72-year-old Hu Can Tran. Uh, probably not saying that right. I'm not sure how to say that. Who Can Tran. That's kind of weird. Uh, Luna confirmed he was dead from a self-inflicted gunshot. So the guy kills himself afterwards. Right. But the point to point to all this, and it's it's sad to see that this these things happen with such hateful people. I, I don't know what we, you know, except I can bet that this place, that none of these people were armed, number one, to be able to protect themselves. You, you got a thought? Go no, ahead. No, no. Um, <clears throat> but I think if more people... If more good people in this country are armed and able to protect themselves, this crap wouldn't even happen. Um, so, the, but the first thing that the left does before it even came out, right? Before we had any information, any on information, who it was, as soon as as soon as it happened, <clears throat> white supremacists, Trump haters, misogynists, fascists, racists did it. I think we have a couple a couple photos here of some tweets. So this this knucklehead, Lacey Bannis, I'm not sure who this idiot is, but um, she says, my heart is breaking over this Monterey Park shooting. It's one of the most um, AAPI populated cities in the U.S., and this occurred on the eve of Lunar New Year. F. Trump and the right for instigating this rise in anti-Asian hate. F your guns. This has to stop. And she's Asian. So so how so did So was the killer. Right. So, so, so how did the so where's the Asian hate come in? You yeah. can hate your own now? Is that what we're doing? <clears throat> well, I was following this. Was he a Trump supporter? And she pulled that. She pulled that tweet. So you can't find that anymore. Oh, of course not. She 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 got caught in a lie, so she retracted it. And everybody already she, saw it. She was getting the hell beat out of her, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, online. Yeah. And then everybody so people Obviously copied it and show and shared it, so she's still they're still getting the traction on it. Yeah, it so. doesn't go away. No, it doesn't go away. So um, there was one more, Danny. Can you pull that one up? And then we're going to get to Dan Roberts here shortly. Um, this this looks like another Asian person. I don't understand. Anyway, what I want to say is Happy Lunar New Year. Another mass shooting, Monterey Park. Still surprised, siloed all this time. Our joy, our resistance. Never knew the safety you profess to miss. Can we please build coalition against white supremacy when your surprise is done? What the hell is she even talking it's all, about? It's a bunch of it's a bunch it's a of a bunch mom. of idiot gibberish. I don't even <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's word salad nonsense. Never knew the pe- the the safety you you're talking about. I, I what, don't what, know. Were white people chasing her around with guns? What's she talking about? I, I don't know, but but it's obviously someone who is who is brainwashed to believe that white supremacy is well, actually it, a thing. It is California. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Oh my God. So um, lots of insanity today. So let's in a minute here we're gonna we're gonna bring in Dan Roberts and we're gonna get back to some hopefully some normalcy, but now that we've got all the idiotic stuff out of the way. So, anyway. Certainly. All right. So um, so let's let's bring Dan Roberts here right after this, real quick, real quick. Discover Simul TV, a new streaming platform. 
with over 100 channels of live stream content and video-on-demand movies. Family-friendly shows to classic and blockbuster movies. Subscribe today and get so much for so little. Stream in harmony on Simultv.com. All right, so as promised, we have Dan Roberts, Second Amendment advocate and just all-around great guy who knows just about everything about the Second Amendment and guns and, and the wealth and knowledge. And uh, I always go to Dan and, and ask him questions, and he's always got the answer. So, Dan Roberts, welcome. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Doing good. Excellent. Um, we wanted to touch because the, the – the big topic right now and a very concerning issue is the ATF's new rule on pistol braces. Um, it, to me, Dan, it's a little concerning because people can be become felons instantly with no grandfathering or anything. Can you explain, first of all, briefly what's going on with the state? And we don't have a heck of a lot of time here. we got about 10 to 15 minutes, but... Um, can you just to kind of explain what's going on with the, with the pistol braces? So for years, going all the way back to, I think, 2012 when Obama was in office, and this uh, applied to uh, bump stocks as well, the ATF had, had re- done their technical review about pistol braces and bump stocks at the time and determined that they did not constitute a violation of the National Firearms Act of 1934. That was 2012, co- wasn't it? I'm sorry to interrupt. 2012? Yeah, 2012. So the NFA covers what are known as short-barreled rifles, short-barreled shotguns, suppressors, and machine guns. Um, We all, most of of the listeners, I'm sure, probably know that Trump, after the Las Vegas mass shooting, Trump famously just directed the ATF to arbitrarily change their determination without really any cause or justification. Um, And that certainly is not something that they should have ever done. Uh, and now they're they've going to do it again, done it again with pistol braces. So for almost a decade, they were considered to be perfectly fine to use. You didn't have to register them or they didn't fall under the NFA or anything like that. And certainly because of the Biden administration, uh, they just decided a few weeks ago to make a final rule that tr- basically reclassifies them. Um, as machine gun parts. Yeah. And it's just, it's a blatant abuse of power and it's patently absurd and they don't have the authority to do it. Right. So, so what do you think is going to happen in court with this? I, I, I'm sure there's probably already lawsuits pending against it. Where is this going to go? Is it ever going to stick? Um, what, do, what are your thoughts there? You know, yeah, there are definitely suits if they're not already filed that are they're pending. Um, you know, trying to predict what the courts are going to do. I mean, it took yeah. it took how long between Heller and McDonald to get to the Bruin decision? A de- almost a decade. <clears throat> um, I, I, you know, I have a lot of faith in Justice Thomas I, and, and the other members of the Supreme Court. I think they're getting tired of the blatant abuses of, you know, just ignoring what they say in their rulings by government agencies and by you know, state governors and legislatures. Uh, that being said, you know, it's, it's impossible to predict how long it's going to take. Yeah. Can you tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about the congressional review act 
Because um, I'm reading a headline here by Breitbart. The Congressional Review Act gives GOP House opportunity to stop the ATF stabilizer brace rule. Do you Can you right. talk on that? Right. So there is, what, as you already said, there's what's called the Congressional Review Act, which basically empowers Congress to review anytime, and it, it's any federal agency, anytime a federal agency is going to attempt to reinterpret or change a, a rule, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, it, Congress has the ability to step in and say, whoa, 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 hold on a second. No, you're not going to do that. Uh, that's our area of responsibility. And that's something that the Fifth Circuit just recently ruled with regard to pistol braces. The judge in the Fifth Circuit said, no, you, you, the pistol brace, and I'm sorry, the bump stock brace, uh, issue, you don't have that authority, ATF. You can't just arbitrarily change the definitions that are provided for in a piece of legislation. That's Congress's role. And you're superseding that. That's not allowed. Right, right. And I'm reading here, it says, on January 13th, 2023, Breitbart News reported the ATF's final rule announcement noting that it gives current owners of AR pistol stabilizer braces 120 days to do one of the following. And they have these these scenarios here. Um, Turn the entire firearm with the attached stabilizing brace to the ATF. Uh, destroy the whole firearm, convert the short-barreled rifle into a long-barreled rifle, apply register, uh, apply to register the weapon under the NFA, or number five would be permanently remove and dispose of or alter the stabilizing brace from the firearm such that it cannot be reattached. Now, I know, as well as you do, and anybody, anybody listening knows that 120 days um, is not going to work because you're never going to be able to get if you if you do apply to register, for instance. Let's say you apply. Do you th- honestly think you're going to get your stamp within 120 days for this thing? I, I think what they're trying to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. They're trying to set people up to be felons. So the argument that I've heard about that is basically, and I have I confess I have not confirmed it myself. But what I've heard when people have brought that up is that supposedly they're going to treat that you put in the paperwork as a de facto permission slip of sorts to continue to retain possession until the stamp is issued. That being said, I don't trust the ATF as far as I can throw them. There, There is definitely a lot of concern that I think is somewhat valid that you could also almost be – inadvertently providing evidence of violating the NFA by going ahead and complying with this rule because you're giving evidence technically right. yeah you're giving evidence of your illegal possession of an, an NFA item without a registration yeah no and, and I heard the exact opposite I heard that there was there was no provision um, for that sort of temporary uh, allowance or whatever you want to call it. Um, so so I so maybe you and I need to go back and, and look and see um, is there is there a allowance for the, the time as long as you submit uh, your stuff uh, within that 120 days if they can't produce the stamp in time um, or is there not a provision and will you become a felon? I don't know I guess that's still up in the air but 
Well, there's, and there's, there's other factors, too. Now, I, I just learned today that there is also an issue of uh, Fifth Amendment violation potential or and Fourth Amendment violation potential. There is a U.S. Uh, statute of federal law that's USC 264858. That's USC 264858. And that specifically came up from this uh, from the Supreme Court uh, ruling, I think it was Haynes or Hayes versus U.S. in uh, in the late '60s, surrounding the, the uh, Gun Control Act of '68. And basically, what the Supreme Court said was the the government cannot compel someone to provide evidence of their illegal possession of a firearm against themselves. Ah, yep, that makes sense. Otherwise, so you're, that you're that, that may mitigate the concern about well. You know, you're you're basically providing evidence that you're violating the NFA. Uh, that being said, even if Haynes applied, you're still looking at you know potentially being in a federal prison until your trial. Just it's just unbelievable. And then you got these. Then you got politicians who who look at this thing and say, "Well, too bad. We we know it's unconstitutional." Um, we don't care, and and they know that they're just creating a uh, a legislative process for people to jump through and go through all the problems. And, and for instance, you got uh, who was that guy? Um, let me see. I got it right here. We'll see you in court. The Senate President Don Harmon, a Democrat, um, said before the vote um, regarding That's House Bill Illinois. Illinois, right? Okay. So so tell me what you know about this clown. So, yeah, like you said, that was his quote when they when they passed the, the recent uh, Illinois, quote, assault weapons ban. And that's the level of arrogance these people have. He was just, yeah, we'll see you in court. Good luck. And we saw the same thing with Kathy Hochul in your state in New York and in my former home state, uh, Governor Murphy, the same thing. These politicians are flat out just flaunting. Their, their, the, their power and authority and basically telling the federal court, including the Supreme Court, we don't have to listen to you. You know, there used to be, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, it used to be that even if uh, a legislature or a governor or something didn't like or didn't approve of or didn't agree with a Supreme Court or a federal court ruling, they would just bite their tongue and grudgingly accept it. Yeah. And now... It's exactly the opposite. They just basically give gigantic middle fingers to any court that doesn't sign off on whatever it is that they want to do. They don't care about the Constitution, about the federal court hierarchy, and they certainly don't care about their oaths of office. No, it's so true. So true, and it's so shameful. You guys got any comments for Dan or any questions or anything? No, it's just it's, it's wrong, you know. And I'm just wondering when the courts are going to stop catering to them and just say that's enough. Do it again. We're going to well, find you. That's the thing. The, the, the no big issue, and I ran into this on commentary on um, New Jersey pages because New Jersey's right near the, the groups in New Jersey are right in the middle of. They, they've had some successes recently with um, the federal courts uh, as far as suing over New Jersey's version of the Carry Killer Bill, which they basically copied New York. So think about that. New, your state, New York, passed that that enhanced that new Carry Bill. They, most of it got thrown out or overturned or suspended. And then two months later, New Jersey officials turn around and copy it. Yeah. And basically dare people to do something about it. 
And I see over and over in the comment pages how many people are shocked. They have absolutely no idea. You know, I hear, well, we, why can't we do anything to these people? This is wrong. This is ridiculous. These, these people should be held accountable. I can't believe. No, you people don't realize that elected officials are basically super insulated from any sort of liability. Personal liability you're talking about, right? For their official acts. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know it's, it's shocking. And they're blatantly just coming out and saying, no, we don't care. We're going to do this and you're going to have to fight us back. And we're going to we're going to tie everybody up in court for years, if not decades. And we don't care because this is what we and, want. Oh, and, and we're, and we're going to use your taxpayer money to defend a blatantly unconstitutional yeah. piece of legislation. Exactly. And then in the case of Gavin Newsom, he he's he wanted to pass this thing that said, um, if you lose in court, you have to pay the state's legal fees, which could be fifty to $100,000. So they're trying to di- discourage lawsuits from even from people from even starting them with the with the pe- I mean, punishment. Go ahead. I cannot think of a of a better and more obvious example. Yes. Of the tyrannical instincts of leftists. Yes. Than Newsom, Murphy, Hochul and Pitzker. I don't believe anybody in California has legal, legally got voted in. No way. Right. People can't be that dumb. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I have to I have to bust up the conversation. Oh, we're, we're out of time. Damn Danny's yeah, wrapping yeah, us up. Yeah, yeah. Dan, so thankful that you're here. Thanks so much. Um, what, give, give people a place where they can find your call to action, a message, uh, final, final words. Well, really, honestly, you, you have to got that. You guys have got to make noise. All the listeners, all the subscribers to the podcast, you have got to be make noise and be relentless, and you have got to make these people be held accountable for their blatant abuses of power, or it will not stop. Yeah, excellent, excellent point, Dan. Thanks so much. Hey, uh, we're going to do this again. Um, sorry, we had to cut it short today, but uh, let, let's sure. let's do it again real soon. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. See you, Dan. Yeah. And we are going to wrap it up here for today. So thank you for watching um, Loaded Mike. And you can, uh, you can find us on Rumble. You can find us on the Right America Media Network, uh, Ops Lens, Simul TV, um, the Key Radio Network. And if you want to catch the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Uh, I'm Dan Wass. Second Amendment is not a privilege. It's your right.